Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Troubadour podcast. Today, I'll be reading Nurse's Song from the Songs of Innocence and Experience. Now, if you have not been following along, that's okay. I'm going to be reading two poems today, both called Nurse's Song. And what we've been exploring on through William um, Blake's work over the last couple of weeks is every poem in the Songs of Innocence and Experience. Songs of Innocence was published originally in 1789. And then in 1794, he published new poems uh, called the Songs of Experience, and he put them together uh, to be called Songs of Innocence and Experience, showing the two contrary states of the human soul. Now, what we're getting in these poems is the two contrary states are pretty clear. They're innocence and experience. And in Blake's view, these are not states that combat with each other or disappear at some point or are replaced as William Wordsworth thought or believed. And we saw this in much of his poetry in when we went through lyrical ballads. His view was that we are recompensed with a loss of youth by the philosophical mind. So we lose innocence and gain a mature philosophical mind. In Blake's view, innocence and experience are always there. So there's a bit of experience shading the world of the innocence, and there's a little bit of innocence still in the world of experience. Now, a nurse's song, of course, is a nursemaid, a watcher of children, and and it's a, a song about that relationship. So when we read these poems, and they're very simple, so I think this will probably be a shorter one than some of the other ones. They're very simple. They're very basic. I mean, many of the poems are very simple, but these have a more straightforward theme and idea behind them. It's not as complex as the little black boy where you have layers upon layers of action and ideas and meaning and uh, challenging your thinking in a way that isn't clear, especially to Christians in the um, 18th century. So it's it's a very you know layered. Here you get a little bit of that, but it's not nearly as complex, at least not in my view. That doesn't make it not good. I think it's still a you know nice sounding poem. Let me show you the um, plates. So William Blake, now I know it's a little blurry is the best image I can get, but if you go to Troubadour, if you're listening to this and you can't see it, Go to troubadourmag.com, and I'll put these up there for you to see. But these are the hand-drawn dr- uh, and hand-individually hand-colored uh, plates that William Blake made for the book. So again, if you bought a book, Songs of Innocence and Experience, in 1795, it would have been hand-drawn and hand-made by uh, William Blake. Or I should say the plates were hand-drawn, so he would draw the plates out and then put those plates in, um, in uh, you know, in the printing press. He'd print it out, and then he'd hand color it. But he he hand so he didn't hand create every single one, but he hand colored every single one at this time, which meant he wasn't going to be the most popular person, uh, popular uh, creator, because he could only create so many pieces. Now, if you look at the picture, if you do look at it, you see that there is this nurse. It's the text is is built in with the with nature like all of the poems and songs of innocence in, in uh, particular 
And you see this nurse in the bottom left-hand corner. She's reading a book while these kids are playing some kind of dancing game. They're, they're dancing around. Now, when, what's interesting is when he draws kids like this, notice that they're not kids' kids. They're not like five-year-olds in these. He does have some very young kids and other, like the little, um, the little lamb. There's a kid that's clearly a very short person, and it's a kid. It's a child. Here, these one of the interesting things is that these are not young kids. They they look a little bit um, they look a little bit older, and that's um, you know so they look like maybe they're in their teenage years, and that's going to be relevant. Okay, so let's read the songs of uh, or let's read the nurse's song from the Songs of Innocence, and then we'll talk a little bit about it, and then I'll read an even shorter. Uh, songs or nurse's song from songs of experience. When the voices of children are heard on the green and laughing is heard on the hill, my heart is at rest within my breast and everything else is still. Then come home, my children. The sun is gone down and the dews of night arise. Come, Come, leave off play, and let us away till the morning appears in the skies. No, no, let us play, for it is yet day, and we cannot go to sleep. Besides, in the sky the little birds fly, and the hills are all covered with sheep. Well, well, go and play, till the light fades away, and then go home to bed. The little ones leaped and shouted and laughed, and all the hills echoed. And that was it. And like I said, it's very, I think, pretty straightforward what's going on. You have when the voice, so let's go through the stanza by stanza. In stanza one, you have when the voices of children are heard on the green. So again, picture what, if you are watching and not listening, if you're on you know Facebook or YouTube and you're watching, you saw those um, images of these kids on the rolling green hills and they are playing. So, you know, when the voices of children are heard on the green and laughing is heard on the hill, right? So you're, you're, when that is occurring, that, that's what's happening. That's the action. My heart, so the narrator is the nurse. So this is the nurse's song. My heart is at rest within my breast and everything else is still. So you get this sense of serenity that by hearing the sounds of children, she feels serene calm, happy in a sense, and not, not necessarily even joyous, but happy. No, she's not laughing with them. And I think that's important. Not that she's sad, but she's a watchful guardian, not a participator. She is in a sense, you know, um, one thing that I think adults do for kids is they create a barrier from experience or harshness or the realities of the world. And part of the, the, recompense for the uh, nurse or for the parent or for the guardian is hearing the laughter and the joy, right? Like that's something that she enjoys. That's a good thing for her. And she appreciates that. So when this is going on, my heart is, my heart is at rest within my breast and everything else is still. So all of nature, everything is still. And she's just able to appreciate the sound of laughter on the rolling hills. But it's time to go. So she says, and this is in quotations on this version. There's different versions where it's sometimes in quotations, sometimes not. 
But then the next stanza is, Then come home, my children, the sun has gone down, and the dews of night arise. So the sun is going down. That's the time, you know, they don't have lighting and electricity. This is the time to go home where it's safe. Darkness is usually not the place of safety. Come, come, leave off play and let us away till the morning appears appears in the skies. So she's there's an indication, I think this is also important, that play just has to stop for a while, not forever. This isn't saying no more play. This is saying just calm down for the night, go home, and then we'll come back and play again tomorrow. Now, I think this is important because in the Songs of Innocence and Experience, in a lot of the poems, you do get a sense, like in the poem, The Echoing Green, if you're reading these in order, which is what William Blake wanted you to do, in like The Echoing Green, everyone kind of goes home and plays, but The Echoing Green turns into The Darkening Green. And there's this idea that there's this darkening presence that's going to take over and there's something kind of spooky, scary, you know, detrimental, harmful in that. And that is part of the experience world is there is harm and danger and problems and, um, you know, in, or, or, you know, rape and murder and uh, slavery, which we see here in Songs of Innocence. There's chimney sweepers which we see in Songs of Innocence and Experience with these kids who are dying. And, you know, there's people being burned alive. There's wars. This is during the French Revolution. So there's, um, you know, lots of death. There's a war between France and Britain. So, it's you know, a lot of bad things are going on in the world at this time. And he's aware of that. And night kind of represents that. But I think in this poem, the essence and the focus is very much on the joy of the children. Um, and it's really, the, I think the theme is basically just children's innocent uh, and, and innocence and simple joy. And that's it. It's just the clearest example of that because it's, again, it's the emphasis, unlike darkening green, that there's like this impending doom coming is that, well, it's nighttime. It's time to go home. Yes. Night has some negative connotations, but you go home, but we'll come back in the morning till the morning appears in the skies. The fact that he, includes that that's always by the way this is always an important thing in looking at art is that if the artist decided to include it it's important and so you have to take it with absolute seriousness okay next stanza the the children respond to the nurse no no let us play for it is yet day and we cannot go to sleep besides in the sky the little birds fly and the hills are all covered with sheep so they're making an argument of nature, from nature, and they're saying, "Look, the birds are the um, and besides the the in the sky, the little birds fly. So the birds are out playing, and we're like little innocent birds. Why should we have to go in if they don't have to go in? Right? They're making a connection between them and animals. They're not saying, "Oh, little Timmy doesn't have to go home. Why do I got to go home?" They're saying, "Like, look, we're animals. We're beings of this kind of natural. We're natural beings like birds and sheep." And why should we have to go if they don't have to go, right? Like we all should be able to play just like animals do because we are animals. And they don't put it that way, but that's kind of the implication is that we're at one with nature. And then the last stanza, well, well, go and play till the light fades away and then go home to bed. And then that's the end of the quotation in my series. So she says, okay, she succeeds. It wasn't a hard fought argument. It wasn't like if you read some of John Dunn's work, um, which is a little bit before this in the 1600s, 
you he makes all these arguments about like um you know what a woman's doing how to you know trying to convince her to have sex with them basically and he gives like long difficult sometimes convoluted arguments for these these things here and and because he's trying to convince somebody who's not quite on board with something right here the nurse is already on board basically she's fine with doing this with letting them have their play because again remember from the beginning she gets joy from it so she doesn't really want to see them stop she wants to enjoy it as well she's just doing her duty so when they make an argument she's fine with it and then the last two lines are the little ones leaped and shouted and joy and laughed and all the hills echoed and then that's it so again, this is like such a simple, like, I don't think there's that much going on. You have a guardian. She's, she gets contentment and joy and serenity from watching these children. These children go out and play. She tells them to come home. They, they give an argument that they're one with nature. And then she says, okay. And then the, they leap with joy and shout and, um, you know, and they, just like the sheep and the birds tweeting, they're just adding to the, the harmonious sounds of nature. And that's the poem. I think that's as simple as that. Now, let's look at the songs of experience. Now, if you remember, one of the things that I talk about in the songs of innocence and experience is that these are, it's um, a dialectic process. And much of the poem, much of the book, much of the poems in the book, many of them have this contrary or contrasting story going on. And, here you have a nurse who's a guardian who's getting content. In the nurse's song, you're going to see something different. Again, go to troubadourmag.com if you want to see the images. But here you have a um, woman, a young woman, who's combing the hair of a young boy. And then you have a um, probably a, a male or some other person in the background who is sitting down. And now you're getting grapes in the side with the vines. And I think grapes are um, going to be more connotation, even though kids can drink grapes. I think there's a little bit more of a connotation of ripening, but also of wine, of course, and bacchanals and, you know, something more like sexual experience. So let's read this poem and see what, we're, see what we're, we are working with. When the voices of children are heard on the green and whisperings are in the dale, the days of my youth rise fresh in my mind. My face turns green and pale. Then come home, my children. The sun has gone down and the dews of night arise. Your spring and your day are wasted in play and your winter and night in disguise. So I, I put a little, I tried to put a little bit more stank on it because this has a little bit more of that in the, the poem. She's not happy in this one, right? In, in the songs of experience, she says, when the voices of children are heard on the green and whisperings in the dale, now think about from the songs of, um, and laughing is heard on the hill. So instead of uh, laughter, we're getting whisperings. Now what is whispering? Whispering can mean something like, you know, talking smack or gossiping behind someone's back, or it could be lovers, right? Like lovers whisper. It's something you do. So you don't, other people don't hear you. What, do, what happens to the nurse when she sees this? The days of my youth rise fresh in my mind. 
So she's ref, she res, uh, reflects back by seeing this, by seeing you know little teenagers, you know, were their their children in her mind, but they were were getting a sense in this poem that they're a little bit older, and it makes you know reminds her of her youth when she was that age. And instead of being like the first uh, poem, my heart is at rest within my breast and everything else is still. Instead of that, we get my face turns green and pale. Now, green, of course, jealousy. Pale is, you know, like uh, the blood is leaving her face. She becomes shocked, dismayed, worried, uh, frenzied. There's a lot of emotions that could lead to that, but it's probably something along the lines of jealousy and, oh no, they're going to do something naughty, right? Like that's the kind of, I think, idea of what's going on. And this is what that, now, why does she think that now either because that's what she did at that age or because she didn't do that, but she knew that's what other people were doing, right? That's where the jealousy comes in. So she wasn't able, or, or uh, maybe she, for whatever reason, maybe religious purposes, she didn't mess around, have sex, you know, court um, other people or be courted, by men and maybe that bothers her and she's jealous now so what does she do okay the next stanza the last stanza she says then come home my children the sun has gone down right so it's time you know the sun has gone down this is time to leave and the dews of night arise so the you know this is the time of dew which you know take whatever connotations you want from from the moisture of that but the the idea is i think experience is happening um or, or night represents experience and lovers more than daytime does your spring and your day are wasted in play and your winter and night in disguise so at, by the end of this little poem she's very bitter she's very bitter so she thinks of their spring and day and all the play and you could again think of that as you know two people playing around and having fun two young people who are you know wrestling and playing around and playing whatever. Um, and then, you know, um, at night it turns into something a little bit more serious, at least to her. And so she says, okay, well in your spring and your day, you're wasting your, your spring days by playing. Ugh, that's horrible. Right. As opposed to the songs of innocence nurses song where she's much more contented, serene and happy to guard them. And that's almost like a recompense for her. Here, it's like a, ugh, it's a gruesome or disgusting thing that she has to put up with that they play. And then it's even worse because at night they, they disguise themselves. They're not, they're not true. They're not honest. They're in disguise. Now, I think the um, poem overall, the poems overall are, are saying something very simple about innocence and experience. And you get that in a lot of the, the other poems in this, but in this particular, in this uh, book, but in this particular set of poems, it's so clear, so simple. You have a, a, a very content nurse versus a bitter nurse. And there's something um, Blake, I think is saying about the kind of nurse in my view, this is just my opinion of the poem who in her youth was unable or unwilling because of whatever reason to take the kind of actions to enjoy life. And now the reason I think that is because there's other poems, especially in the songs of innocent experience that we're going to read that will help us understand what Blake is against. And one thing he's against is repression, like sexual repression 
and oppression. That's oppression from things like the church or the government. And, you know, like slavery is oppression, so he's against slavery. And But he's also against repression. So I, I think this, this nurse, this old maid, had repressed many of her sexual desires. And that caused her to be jealous of those who get to or who do, who have the courage to explore and enjoy their own lives and the only life that they get. And I think that's all that the poem is about. And I think it's an important, but I do think it's an important part of the songs of innocence and experience. When we see poems like the garden of love, we're going to get a taste more of, of this kind of view that Blake is putting forth. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed that and I will see you next time.